this episode, Jenny Stone and Katie Singer discuss the latest announcement regarding the global sum uplift in respect of your staff pay rises. This is going to be relevant for all GPs running their own practice. So please do share this with your fellow partners and those within your PCN. Accountancy on Prescription by RBP, one of the leading firms of medical specialist accountants. We know what you find tough, but don't you worry, as we know our stuff. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Accountancy on Prescription. I'm Katie Singer, one of the partners here at RBP, and today I'm joined by my partner Jenny Stone. Hi Jenny. Hi Katie, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And you? I'm all right. We just thought it was really important that we get this out there as soon as possible because it's, uh, it has just been announced, uh, the new uplift regarding the global sum and the pay rises. So we thought we should just have a quick discussion about it, what it means, what it means for your practice if you're listening and you're a partner in a GP practice, how much it's going to cost you, are you going to be sure, etc. We just thought we'd run through what it's really going to mean to you in real terms. So, Jen, what's actually just been announced? Like, how much are they giving? Yeah, let's talk through um, the announcement. We've been waiting and waiting for this announcement. So, what has recently been announced? So, obviously, back in the summer, the government said that um, NHS staff should get a 6% um, pay rise. And what they said was, is that GP practices would be funded for it. They've now announced that the funding will come via the global sum, which is what we were expecting. And they've said that the uplift that um, will get paid is £2.45 per weighted patient. So that is what they've just announced. Um, My belief is it's going to get paid in November and backdated to April. What I've been doing when I'm talking to staff is we're looking at what has been the total uplift for 23-24 in the global sum. So you've just had an announcement that you're getting £2.45 per weighted patient. In April, they announced the uplift for 23-24 was going to be £2.50. So in total, your uplift in funding for 23-24 is going to be £4.95 per weighted patient. Obviously, Katie, we've still got the people that are opted um, out of out of hours. You get this small deduction. So it actually means practices will actually receive £4.71 per weighted patient. So that's what's been announced um, as the as the uplift. And as I said, obviously, from April, you were getting the first part of that uplift. I thought it was going to come in the October pay, but I don't think I think it may be that it's going to get paid in the November payment the second part of the uplift, and it will be backdated to April. Yeah, I know it's being backdated. I just hadn't heard formally whether it was going to be October or November. Yeah, I think it's going to be November. Fine. So, I mean, when we first heard about this announcement, we already knew at this point in time that the global sum itself from April had already gone up by £2.50. So we, as medical accountants, were obviously spending time trying to work out. We have a a pretty diverse group of GP practices, I'd say, between us at RBP, because for, for those of you listening, as you know, depending on where you are, you're going to have different access to different enhanced services, etc. So we do have different levels of earning. But because we were hopeful that it was a global sum back date, it's quite simple almost to work out uh, an amount of money that you would need. 
I had worked out very roughly based on my cross-section of clients that the increase, excluding the increase from April, because that was already in there, would need to be about four to five pounds per patient. So of course, we've just heard two pound 45, um, which is, uh, uh, to be honest, I'm kind of trying to keep it in, Jenny, but uh, <laughs> a real a real disappointment, a real disappointment. And I know that to come up with this global sum figure, there has been a a nationwide audit. I know a couple of practices I act for, they were asked to submit their data of all of their staff, all of their staff pay, how many individuals they had across every role. So there's obviously been some work done and we'll come on to later about why we don't necessarily agree with some of the statistics that have been announced. Um, But I think ultimately for us, it's definitely something that we feel very frustrated about. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I hadn't realised this, Katie, until I'd looked at the detail, is that what they've said is, so what I would also say is that global sum increase, so i.e. the original increase you had in April, the whole, the global sum um, was supposed to be an uplift to cover increases in running costs and to actually give partners a 2% pay increase. So, but obviously, we know from obviously doing the accounts for our practices for 23 that all, you know, most practices have had a drop in profits because mm. funding that they've been given in the global sum hasn't covered the increase in staff, the increase in, 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 in general running costs. So what was really interesting and what I found really interesting, Katie, um, and I think this is really key about whether you're going to be better or worse off um, or, or actually even just be able to afford the pay rise is the government are working on staff costs being about 44% of your global sum income. So what they're saying is of that uplift they have given, so of that total, um, just under £5 in total for the year they've given, they're expecting only 44% of that to actually be for your staff. The rest of it is supposed to be for covering the costs of the um, increase in your running costs, giving the partners, you know, a a, a 2% pay rise. Um, But you'll see, and we'll talk through some examples of we and why we're why we're sort of saying this isn't going to cover anywhere near cover the the six percent for staff is because a lot of practices their percentage of their um, staff cost of global sum is far higher than forty four percent. I feel like the forty four percent is a bit out of date. It's mm-hmm. it looks at um, a kind of a more I suppose traditional um, general practice, i.e., being partner based rather than having different healthcare professional salaried GPs. So. I think as as we talk through the reality of that pay rise is it's for most practices, it's not going to cover. It's not going to cover the increase for the staff getting 6%. And therefore, if it doesn't cover the 6% for the staff, it's not going to give you anything extra to cover increase in running costs. And it's certainly not going to give anything for the partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as we know, partners' profits have already fallen. Yeah. So between Jen and I, we've probably seen what 70, 60, 70, 80, maybe even practices so far this year, sort of since, you know, the beginning of April. And the number of practices we've seen with falling profits, you know, it was really, it's really apparent this year that the COVID support, the COVID funding that you got was a real band-aid, a real sort of, it plastered over what we didn't know was necessarily going to come back and and, and hit practice profits so significantly. Uh, Almost a perfect storm of COVID funding being reduced, staff costs increasing because of, you know, you want to retain your staff and they're also living under this cost of living crisis. And you're all acutely aware of that. And your funding being squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. And with more funding being pushed into other areas, specifically through to PCNs, 
which in some areas and some of you listening have got excellent PCNs who are putting a lot back into practices and able to support you carrying on the way you're running. But that's not the case for all PCNs. And therefore, we have seen a lot of our practices really struggle this year. So this announcement isn't ideal in a time when things are really difficult anyway. Absolutely. And I think what um, so I think the intention is that that six percent So this whole announcement that NHS staff will get six percent pay rise. The intention is that it should be given to all staff. Mm. Um, So the things that I'm talking to practices about is that just remember your staff that were on minimum wage. They obviously had a much bigger increase in their you know, they're on minimum wage, but that minimum wage went up by about 9%. So if in April you've had staff that were went, were on minimum wage and therefore you've put them up, they've already had a 9%, effectively a 9% pay rise. Um, and I obviously appreciate that they are obviously the hardest ones hit with the cost of living. So you have already, you have already given them. I think, Katie, what a lot of practices need to really think about is also what pay rises they gave last year. So um, for 22-23, practices were only funded for 2%. And I know when I was going around to practices, you know, practices last year were saying, we really want to, like you said, we want to retain our staff. We want to help our staff. We want to try and give them more. So I know I had practices that when they made the announcement about salary GPs getting 4.8%, some of my practices actually gave all of their staff 4.85%. So if you gave 5% last year, then you're going to give them another 6% this year. You, you've given them 11%. Now you haven't been funded for that. So I know I was at a practice that said, well, actually we gave over and above last year. Therefore, they're, they're not necessarily going to give the full 6% um, this year because they're, they're going to look at what they have given. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. You know, we are at a time when profits are falling, um, you know, Katie, you know, I've had a practice give back their contract. I've got a couple more that are on the verge of giving back their contract. You've got to really be going, what can we afford to give? Um, and 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 I think that's really, really important. Yeah. And I think there is just this misconception that it is just for salaried doctors, this 6%, but it really isn't. The way we understand it is that it, it is for all staff within your practice. Not your locums, because they aren't employees of yours, but all staff who are on your payroll, ours will come back to at the end because there's a separate bit we want to just chat about about those. But anyone on your payroll is your staff. They need to be giving a six, allegedly being given six percent. And I think that's the intention um, that it's for all staff, but it is still at practices discretion. You know, they practices are independent contractors. They can decide what they give, just like. Last year, if they were only funded for 2%, some of them decided to give more. It's always been at practice's discretion. So I think what's really key is kind of looking and going, well, what can we afford to give? Because anything you're not being funded for is essentially coming out of the partner's pocket. So the partners are therefore then funding those pay rises, just like a lot of them did last year. And we say about discretion, but what about salary GPs? Because obviously, as we know, when the DDRB make announcements, if you have a BMA contract, often it is a contractual obligation to pass on the recommendation, which in this case is the 6%. Yeah, and, and absolutely, Katie. I think um, if practices with salary GPs who've got the BMA contract, I think there's a line in that contract that says they have to, their pay has to go up in line with what the DDRB recommends. So they all got 4.8% last year. 
and obviously the recommendation is six percent um so so i think i think that's what they have to give because that's the contracts they have and that's very hard that's hard at a time when partners profits are falling by mm. some some partners significantly more than the percentages they're given i mean tragically jen and i'm sure you've had this experience so far this year i've actually been to more than one which is awful to say but more than one practice where the partners earned less than their salaried doctors during this year yeah um, Katie, you know, per yeah. session yeah katie i've got quite a few as well that are earning less per session and of course we know that workload for salary gp and partner is completely different and mm. they are really difficult conversations to have um and and we seem to be i, I know like you say i'm having more and more of those conversations where partners go well what am i earning per session and how does that compare to my salary gps that i'm employing yeah so i think as well just one comment to make is we're talking about this six percent six percent six percent if you have and you're listening and you think right back in april we gave across the board all of our staff excluding minimum wages here because they obviously went up by nine ten percent we already gave all of our staff collectively a five percent pay rise this announcement is to be backdated to the first of april therefore if you've already given five percent you only need to i say need to discretionary obviously but give another one percent so it's not saying on top of the five percent you gave back in april whenever it was that you gave it it's talking about an additional amount to bring you up to six percent that's how again yeah, i understand it no that's absolutely and i was with a practice last week katie and they said to me well we gave five percent in april and we hadn't actually had the announcement i was like we're going to get it any day we're expecting it any moment and they said, well, we've given 5%. We are not planning to give any more. And literally at the end of the meeting, it flashed up the announcement. And so we quickly ran the numbers and they were like, no, you know, and again, they were a practice that weren't earning that much more than their salary doctors. Um, so, so they were very much like, we've given 5%. We can't afford to give any more. And of course, we need to consider something that we refer to a lot, which is on costs. So on costs are when you have an individual who has a, a salary, their salary, we use some easy numbers here, their salary is £60,000. Um, if you give a 6% pay rise, that's going to be £3,600 increase. But of course, on top of that, you then have to pay employers' national insurance and employers' pension. And that's, we always say, don't we, Jen, an extra 28% yeah, on, on top. 20%. Yeah, we add so on 20%. That, that pay rise of 3600 is actually going to cost you 4600 Exactly. So I think when you are all looking at your pay rises, you it's so important you add on the 28%. So kind of go through your gross salaries, look at what the increase in the gross salaries would be, but just it's very straightforward, add on 28% for the on-cost. And Katie, apparently all this uplifting funding does include covering the, the on-costs as well. Um, but the biggest problem is that the, the, the way this funding has been calculated is it assumes your um, staff salaries are 44% of your global sum, um, which I think is just, I think it's very out of date. So do I. And I think that leads us really nicely into a few examples that Jen has very kindly put together for this podcast. So I believe in the show notes, there will be uh, an Excel table that you should be able to see. So while you're listening, if you're able, if you're not listening whilst driving, uh, to safely pull that up. Uh, we're just going to talk through some of those examples. So you'll see across the top, there's the numbers one to 10. So there are 10. These are real practices that we act for. And Jenny has just put together some of the information to give you an idea of what we're talking about when we say your staff costs 
aren't necessarily 44%. So Jen, you put this together. So you you just guide us through it. Yeah, let's, um, what I've done, and, and it's really interesting, I think, and, I, and I'm focusing on this 44% of global sum, because I think I'm so shocked that it, that that's mm. what they think, they think staff mm. costs are. So I've, 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 I've looked at 10 practices. Um, so what I've done is when you look at this table, I've got the weighted list at the top, because remember, when you get paid through your global sum, it's not registered patient, it's weighted list. So, you know, for most of our practices, the weighted list is less than the registered list. So I've got what their weighted list is, just really kind of um, to just look at numbers. I looked at kind of how many full-time equivalent partners they are and what their list size per full-time equivalent partner is. And then on this practice, I then looked at what the global sum increase was announced in April 23, i.e. the funding that was supposed to give this 2% uplift. And then I've looked at what the increase in the funding is now that's been announced. And then I've taken off the opt out of out of hours because that is a cost that's, that, that's going to come off. So just for example, when you look, if I just talk through practice one, practice one have a weighted list of 11,800. They are three and a half full-time equivalent partners. And I've worked out that their increase in their global sum for the whole year um, will be about 55,000. So as we've talked about, that's not just to fund the 6% uplift. That is also to fund increase in running costs, heat and light, um, general running costs, and is supposed to give partners um, a bit of a pay rise. So I've then looked at their, their salaries. Um, I actually had their salary information from June 23. So I looked at what their gross salaries were. Um, obviously, this all excludes our staff. And I've worked out that the 6% increase in the in six percent increase in their gross salaries would be 55,000. But when I add on employers, national insurance and employers pension, the total cost to give all staff a 6% pay rise is about 70,000. So they have got a shortfall in funding of about 14 or just under 15,000 pounds. And that's a shortfall in all of their global sum funding. So if they give 6% across the board, they're down 15,000. And that means the partners have got to absorb that and absorb all the increases in the cost of running their practice. But what was really interesting is I looked at what is the percentage of their staff salaries as a percentage of their new global sum funding. And the percentage was 74%. So their staff is 74% of their global sum and therefore they do not have enough money. And you'll see, I've got, when, when, you, when, you, when you download, look at this spreadsheet, um, practice two, again, they've got a shortfall in, in the global sum funding of about 7,000. The percentage of their staff of their global sum is about 67%. The practices where, so practice three and practice four, they both have, so practice three, their global sum money um, leaves them in positive. They have about £2,000 left if they gave 6% pay rise, but their percentage of staff costs is about 56%. So when I look at this, when I look at these examples, and there's quite a number of practices where the percentage of their staff costs are, um, you know, in the region of 60, 70%, they, you, you're not going to have enough money in your global sum. You know, if you're sitting around 46, 50, even 50, 55, you've probably got enough money to cover that uplift, but then you might not have enough to cover your running costs. And I think um, just looking and I've just literally selected 
very random practices of different sizes. You know, I've got some sort of big practices on there. Um, you know, one of my big practices here, um, their list is about 28,000. They wouldn't have enough. Their shortfall in the increase in the global sum would be down by about 30,000. And again, their percentage of staff of global sum is about 70%. And if they're in a health centre, if they yeah. are, I don't know, Jenny, if they are in a health centre, we're looking at health centre costs increasing significantly. That's going to come out of that number yeah. too. It's and yeah. This is the thing. This, this, so this is why I'm sort of trying to stress to practices is, yes, you've been given this uplift, but that uplift isn't in total to cover your staff. You've got increases in heat and light. We've seen those numbers for most practices. Heat and light costs have doubled. Um, running costs, medical supplies, that's been another big increase that practices have been faced with, let alone obviously losses that practices have made on their PPA claims. But so... I think what's really important is that just because you're being given this funding, you need to look at the numbers. You need to look at what is this going to cost you and what is the true, you know, what can the practice afford given that partners have already had a drop in profits, a drop in drawings, you know, you've got to build this into, into these calculations. Yeah. And I think it's interesting on your example, Jen, you've got 10 practices on here and yeah. only one is under the 44% and one is near the 44%. So 10% of our sample come under the 44%. I guess 20% of the sample are around the 44%. This is why I think the announcement that 44% is an average GP yeah. practice spending on staff is, I don't know where on earth they could have got that figure from because you would expect our cross-section to be around half of them then, or even more than half, most of them. But to only have one that comes in under that 44% is, yeah. is misleading. And, and I think the reality of the practice I'm seeing today, they are a traditional practice, i.e. they don't have salary doctors. They've got, you know, admin reception, nursing, and then the partners. And their percentage is, is, is around about, I think it's around about 50%. So I think if you're a traditional practice where you're more partner-based, then that that 44% is is probably more sort of suited to that kind of practice. But the reality of it is, Katie, we know, you know, partners are, partner numbers are reducing and therefore practices have no choice. Even where they want to get a partner, they can't. They're having to use salaried GPs. Mm -hmm. And therefore, that percentage of staff costs as a global sum is obviously going to be that much higher. And you can see those those bigger practices where they've got lots of salaried GPs that's where they, they, the affordability isn't there. And of course, Katie, those practices have probably already given salary GPs 4.8% last year. And of course, your salary GPs are your most expensive staff. Mm. So I think as well, we just probably need to mention briefly about our staff within all of this, because this is uh, an additional level, because of course, our staff are on practices payrolls, but they're not technically practice staff. No. So so I was at practice and they said, so my understanding is that the um, our staff are were awarded a 5% uplift and that funding has come through to PCNs. Um, so I think that you do have to view your R staff as being separate to your practice because they're really PCN staff and your PCN are kind of separate to your practice, even though you're not necessarily a separate legal entity. But I know I was with a practice last week and they were like, well, it just doesn't seem right that we're giving our staff one percentage and we're giving our R staff a different percentage because they mm. see them all as as part of the same group of staff. But 
Unfortunately, the funding is different and PCN staff are supposed to be or, you know, are supposed to be these separate for their PCN. It's it is slightly different. And if um, you have one R staff on your payroll, you might be looking at the numbers in our examples and you might work out or ask us to work out for you what your 6% increase will be. And you're thinking, I have one member of our staff. I've given them 5%. I actually would like to give them an extra 1% so they're the same as everyone else and it's going to cost me X, Y, or Z and I'm going to absorb that. But there might be some of you listening who have 7, 8, 9, 10 R staff on your payroll. Those kind of increases you probably can't absorb. So it's going to be quite controversial even between us, you know, even between practices with our, our staff themselves as to what they do. And I think, Katie, it is going to be really difficult because practices want to keep their staff. They know that, that you know, their own staff are struggling with the cost of living. But it's it's having, you know, I was at a practice and they said we're going to have to have some really difficult conversations because they don't see how they're going to afford to be able to give the 6% to everybody. I think what's really key for everybody listening is don't go ahead and give your pay rise without understanding the numbers. I think you need to be looking at what is this going to cost us? What have we given in the past? And the partners then need to obviously consider how that's going to impact on their drawings. So Katie, we get asked all the time to amend our drawings projections. We do. I've already had quite a few practices Mm. ask me. I just think it's really key that people understand what what giving a six percent plus the on cost employers and i pension is going to cost them compared to their global sum funding and also that global sum funding isn't all for staff it is for increases in the running cost of the practice and supposedly give partners an increase yeah and looking at your numbers on your examples one two three four five of them make a loss i.e there's a shortfall just on the staff costs and then four of the other so four of them uh, have a few thousand pounds, which will be sucked up immediately by increases in medical supplies, cleaning, Absolutely. repairs and maintenance, and Absolutely. just general heating and lighting. Only one of this list potentially will break even this year. One of 10 will break even. Yeah. So I think it just goes to show that this announcement makes it sound so generous, but actually 10% of the sample, one out of 10 practices on on this this example, are going to be, in inverted commas, okay after this pay rise is, is quite a concerning statistic. No, absolutely, Katie. It, I, as you said, we were, we were waiting and waiting on this news and it is, it is disappointing to say mm. the least. Mm. It's just a frustration off the back of a, a couple of really, really difficult years and potentially the hardest year yet in general practice. Um, it, it, it feels like a bit of a kick in the teeth for partners, I think. I think for partners where, you know, we're seeing and they're struggling, some of them are close to burnout. You know, the conversations I have with so many partners is they're wondering why they're doing what they're doing. It, it just makes it really difficult. And it makes it really difficult to encourage a new partners to join a practice. You know, OK, yes, the new partnership scheme was a great way of enticing people in, but that's finished. And now we're seeing all of these numbers that are being run. How is this going to encourage uh, new or younger doctors training coming through the process to want to join a traditional GP practice? It's, no, it's not. Really, Katie, it's, it's really difficult times. Yeah. So I feel like we're sadly ending this. On I know, I know. I, my clients say to me, Jenny, it's, I feel like I'm just delivering bad news all the time at the moment. Um, yeah. 
That is very much how I feel too, Jen. It's not <laughs> been the best year for us. I mean, not that it's been easy for you guys, but um, for us to have to relay this information on a day in, day day out basis is it just we feel we feel the frustration on your behalf. We do because we see it every day, and it's uh, it's such a shame to see. But hopefully, this will cause some kind of pushback because, of course, once you've given these pay rises, they are there. They have to go with the individual next year, the year after, the year after that. If there's further announcement for pay rises, there will have to be further announcements for increases into the global sum. So we just have to keep watching this space and waiting. But uh, I'm sure there will be a pushback on this because it genuinely does not cover the amount you need to support your practices at this time. No, absolutely, Katie. Okay, fine. So if you've enjoyed or at least taken from this episode today, something informative, um, please do like and subscribe. And we look forward to catching you next time. See you, Gem. Bye, Katie. Bye. You have been listening to RBP's Accountancy on Prescription podcast. For any updates, please visit www.rbp.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at RBPCA. The contents of this podcast is for general guidance and informational purposes only and does not constitute any form of advice. The information provided by RBP is of a general nature. Appropriate and tailored advice or independent research should be obtained before making any decisions. RBP does not accept any liability for any loss or damage which is incurred from you acting or not acting as a result of listening to Accountancy on Prescription.